So this is episode three, episode trois um, of Jamming with Words. And today I'm with the one joined by the wonderful Dan Bremner, who is a music teacher right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. And also performs in the country, I'm going to call it country pop duo, The Good Lies. Is that the correct genre to give it? Yeah, I'd say that country pop kind of. Yeah, lies very. Of pop, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 brilliant, man. It's it's definitely for fans of, I'd say, fans of like Leanne Rhymes, maybe. Um, you like you do covers of like Sam Hunt and that, don't you? You have yes. done covers of Sam Hunt and that. Yeah, we did Sam Hunt, uh, Shania Twain. We even done like the cause. Uh, oh, I saw like that one. Yeah. I saw that one. Breathless. Yeah, that was so. Ah, oh, mate, honestly, you two are so good together. How did how did that actually? Let's just let's just actually start with that first. How did you two actually like? Are you two like? Were you two friends previous uh, to the good no, lives? No, actually, uh, well, we we met. Uh, I met Lauren in uh, 2016. So previous band had uh, broken up. I was looking for something uh, a bit different. Yeah, found uh, a website called Star Now, and an advert came on, and it was a country singer and songwriting team looking for a guitarist to record some um, stuff in the studio for them. I was like, "Well, I love country. I'd love to get back in the studio. Let's go for it." Yeah, uh, it turned out to be uh, Lauren and um, yeah. this songwriting team, and they were putting these songs together with, with the intention of getting them out. And but as it went uh, forward, they were going to make Lauren the the star so she's going to be like the Carrie Underwood sort of thing okay yeah so yeah. we spent the time in the studio and instantly me and Lauren just started bouncing ideas off each other we just I would say oh what do you think about adding this bit here or if I changed the way we're playing that or move that chord and it was just she was like yeah, mm. yeah and then you can do this and we were just bouncing ideas off and quickly writing the song and writing the melodies yeah um, well, that was 2016. Uh, that was like March time. Flash forward to like June. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of had a couple of days in the studio with them as just a paid thing and then kind of fell out with the management team because they, oh. uh, they stopped paying me. <laughs> oh, really? You know what? That just, just to interrupt you there, that unfortunately happens a hell of a lot with musicians, doesn't it? Yeah. We don't get paid. No, nah. they're like, oh, it's, ex- it's experience, it's exposure. I'm like, yeah, because cool. <laughs> that's what, that's what, that's what. Yeah, this is a want. skill, though, isn't it? It's a yeah. skill. It's an art. You know, you wouldn't say to a builder, "Oh, you can do it from some, you can do my house up for some exposure." Yeah. Like, you know, it's the same for us. But so, have like, did you say you were like or, always into country? Because I kind of like remember because we obviously me and Dan went to college together side note you've always been like that kind of classic rock fan haven't you but I definitely remember you mentioning that you liked country then I think and I think we briefly spoke about it that might just be a memory I have in the back of my head randomly no no it did I've always liked country I mean obviously you know that I'm a rock guy first yeah definitely yeah country's the I got really into it during college actually and uh, I remember we did that one gig where we had to take songs and put them in different genres yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 I remember that, it well. That was when the country thing came up. So. Yeah, because it's kind of it's kind of one of those things, country, isn't it? How it's 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 massive in America, but over here it's like it's kind of like I'm not I don't know what word to use, but it's a very specific style to like. Like you either love it or you hate it. I feel. Yeah. Um, very uh, um, div- uh, divisive, dividing. Is that the right word? Yeah, it's very hit or miss, isn't it? Because yeah. um, one of my favorite country artists is Josh Turner. And his voice is the lowest voice I think I've ever heard in my life. Baby, lock yeah. them doors and turn like Barry Whiteish. Um, but country as a as a sound, I just think it's great. Like I think like in America, they've blended the two together so well, and country and pop. And I feel like that's what you you two are doing because, like I said earlier before we started recording, um, Sally is like such a fucking banger. Honestly, like me and my mate, like we love country music and. I'm going to show him that one because I forgot to show him that one. But we look, that Sally is such a tune. It's like 10 months old now, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a while. That was released, I think, just before lockdown, that was, like March yeah. 1st. Yeah. I remember you putting it out and I was like, yo, this. Where did you film Where did you film that video? It looks so nice. Oh, it's uh, up in um, 
like Yorkshire way. I can't remember the name of the hotel. It's, it's basically it's a hotel like, that looks like a castle. I think it might even be called like the Castle Hotel or something. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll have to try and find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, no, it's, it's a real good song, man. And I was going to say, you've already mentioned it really, but when you're, when you're writing the songs, because you've always been a songwriter, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, going back to the E of E days. Um, and like I remember at college as well, like you never really struggle to to come up with a chord sequence or a chorus or whatever. So like when you're writing these, is it more you or is it is it equal? It's pretty equal. We we split everything fifty fifty like anyway. But um, it can start with um, like a lyric or a melody that Lauren will send me. She'll uh, come up with ideas and she'll send me a little voice note. Like, oh, what do you think of this? And sing the melody. Like That's exactly what happened with Sally. Yeah. She wrote yeah. the chorus and sent that to me. So then I started putting chords to it. Uh, and the little riff that's at the start, I had for another idea, but then it fits so well with everything else that was going on. And that's kind of how we do it. We just bounce ideas around uh, back yeah. and forth the whole time. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you still, like, during lockdown, have you found yourself writing a lot for the good lies or do you write anything for yourself or yeah a bit, yeah. bit of everything really i've got a couple of songs banked up or we've got some songs banked up we've uh, tried to make the most of getting time in the lo- lockdown first lockdown mm-hmm. was easier and um, mm-hmm. i wasn't teaching then and i didn't have uh, a little one so... <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say i bet you're busy now mate i bet you, you're gonna have some many sleepless nights from now on oh yeah trust me it's <laughs> it's <laughs> you've already relentless got some... yeah yeah, but I mean, uh, to be fair, with the I remember seeing your cover of um, "Merry Christmas, Everyone." Yeah, last, by yeah, last year, the year before, yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, and I remember thinking, like, it's so. When you listen to covers, like, and this is what I try and do on YouTube is, I don't want to hear like just the bog standard cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and when I heard that one, I. I I noticed the way you'd you had completely changed the chords and it worked like so well, like the harmonies as well, and like that's impressive, man, to be able to take it and do it your own way. Um, was that? Did you find that easy to do, or or did you just did it come naturally, like when you changed that song around? Um, yeah, I've I've always been one to like you say, make the cover your own, and even back to like the first band I was in, like Audio Disease, even before E of E, we whenever cover we tried to do, we never wanted to be like the pub cover band, you know what I mean? Just mm, playing the exactly. same thing. So exactly. always try and change it up. And that one, um, knowing it's quite, it's a high song anyway, but the chorus, the oh, verses God, are yeah. quite low. So to bring bring up the verses and then not make the chorus um, so high and the key change, it's really weird. The, the yeah. original one, it goes G major to B minor, then B flat, and you're like, okay. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's quite a weird change. For anyone who's not musically... Uh, Musically aware, please ignore this part. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, what? what? Shut everyone off. off. Yeah. Um, no, but I thought it was for a spot on, man. Like, I feel like, like you say, some covers. Um, well, when you were, we'll talk about EOV in a bit, but when you were in EOV, you did like a few covers. You did an Ed Sheeran one, Bloodstream. Yeah. And like, it just, it just works. Like, and I feel like you've got a natural knack for that, don't you? Yeah. I, I... It's what I um, did at uni as well. After I went back to uni, my uh, final major project was taking a, a song, an album full of songs from all different genres and turning them into the style yeah. of the Beach Boys. So that was quite oh. interesting. Yeah. And what did you do? What, what songs did you do? So I did um, Shape of You, uh, Ed Sheeran. I did Smells Like Teen Spirit, Living on a Blimey. Prayer, yeah, um, I Have the Tiger, Your Song, the Elton John one. In the style of the Beach Boys. In the style of the Beach Boys, yeah. And have you still got them around? Because I'd love to hear them. As yeah, well. yeah, all on my SoundCloud. I'll send you a link after this. Oh, mate, send me. You know what? That's such a. And a, was it your choice to choose the Beach Boys, or yeah. was it recommended? No, no. Oh I my god, mate! Choice. You basically threw yourself in the. Was that was that like a really hard task? Yes and no. Um, I'm a massive fan of the Beach Boys, and I spend like hours listening to like pet sounds and stuff, and picking out all the different. Mm things uh, the trick was um actually trying to make the recordings because the original idea was to make the recordings sound like they were done in the 60s um, but of course I spent the time i mean you know it's uh, wolverhampton uni so you know what the facilities are like there with the ssl desks and stuff they're yeah. incredible so everything sounded yeah. so modern 
then I had to kind yep. of change it and think, well, I'm just doing an interpretation of what they would sound like now. Yeah, so. yeah. I see that I didn't I didn't take that into consideration. When you say the Beach Boys, I I initially think of just like all the bloody harmonies that they do, yeah. but then as well capturing the uh, the sound of the sixties must have been an absolute. Well, it might not have been for you, but for me that would have been a pain because music tech and me do not get along. Like I can't, like you say the Wolverhampton Uni. I think I remember go, starting it at that university, and I remember them giving us a tour, and they said to me, they said to us that three of the desks there were like. <sighs> ridiculously priced yeah. but also like there's only a certain amount of them in the uk yeah yeah they are they're, they're so oh, incredible man. um so like for me like that would have been a very very hard task but um <laughs> so what are you, are you basically have you had to cancel as a gigs because of lockdown with the good lies yeah so um we'd launched in august 2019 with the plan to just build a following on social media, do some covers and things like that, get them out, get the videos out. Um, and they booked some gigs in the new year. We booked a few actually starting in April 2020. Right. Uh, oh, and then right, oh, just in time, just in time for everyone <laughs> just to just go, you know what? Nah. No, I can't mate. This disease is around. Yeah. yeah. So, That's such a pain. We, we haven't been able to book pain. anything since we've been in the studio when we, when we can, when it all eased off in the, like August, July, socially distanced mm. and everything. But mm. other than that, it's just been uh, working remotely. Yeah, and it's and music, unfortunately, is the toughest because obviously, with this disease, like if you're singing, that's just germs everywhere, man. All over the mic, all in the room. Like, yeah, that's why people. It's a shame for musicians because we, especially when you're in a group or you're in a duo, you need to be together, don't you? Really, yeah. Um, if you're doing it over Zoom, it's just the delay. It's just it cuts out everything. It just doesn't work. So, and what do you actually like? Interesting um, topic and quite uh, what's the word? Disheartening topic is what's go what's going to happen to the music scene industry after this has all died down. Uh, what what do you think is going to happen for the future? Honestly. Um... Well, I just admit, at the minute, it seems a bit like, um, it's going to sound really harsh, you know the opening scene of uh, Saving Private Ryan? When you're kind of <laughs> looking around and everything's been just obliterated. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, that's true, mate. Like, every time you open Facebook, it's just like yeah. shot in the heart. It is. I mean, it's, it's going to be a really, really difficult time for um, not just musicians, but like the techs and um, all the support mm. teams and obviously the venues themselves to survive. Um, mm -hmm. But like again, back to like, say with Private Ryan, that was like the worst bit, and then after that, it's it got better. So it's it's got to get better, and it has to, because people need it, and people are dying to get back out there and go to gigs and, and oh, hear music. So. Me included. Yeah. I think that I think that some people though. I mean, only there's only a handful of people. I think there's certain people out there that don't realise that um, musicians how just how important we are. Um, you know, if if you just want to go out for a uh, you know a night out on a Saturday night, you know we musicians are there to entertain people. Yeah. So if we're not getting paid and we're not getting the facilities, then it's not going to happen, is it? And no. well, exactly, all of the creative outlets. People that go out go on, on a Friday night and enjoy hearing like Mr. Brightside, like the Killers, and they go, oh, I can't wait to mm. hear that in a club or hear. Um, don't look back in anger by Oasis. You're thinking, okay, well, these are the bands that played in the pubs that are closed. So yeah, exactly. That, there's, oh, no gosh, more, yeah. there's no songs like that. And everyone says, oh, the arts, they get underfunded. They get loads of funding. We really, really don't. And um, no. you take, if anyone who's listening who wants to see what the world would be like without music, just turn your TV off when you're listening to it and watch. Mm. And just watch it. And watch a film without any music and it's horrible. You know what? Good point. I was thinking this the other day. I was thinking it was like, I think it was with games actually, um, or horror movies, because I'm a big horror movie fan. If you take away the music from a horror, most horror films, it gets rid of like 50% of the impact yeah, straight away. of the film. And that's when people don't realize that music is so important to every, not just music though, like, um, you know, like theaters being like, you know, actors and um, yeah, just, the whole just arts in general. Yeah, so like I feel like people. I saw a post um, the other day my friend had shared, and it was basically some guy had. I can't remember it exactly, so I'm going to quote it wrong. But some guy wanted 
this guy to record a song for him and then when he gave him his price he was like uh that's a bit cheeky mate like you're gonna get some exposure from this yeah um and he just it's just infuriating isn't it every time it's the analogy that a musician will put five grand's worth of gear in a 500 pound car to drive 50 miles for five pound oh mate 110 yeah. percent. and like most of the time when you get there no one's there yeah um but i have to admit I have to move on to the next part now. <laughs> I have to move on. Right. So, better things. Oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, we're reflecting now. But before I do that, what? So, do you want to just shout out the Instagram and that for the good lies? I will put them in the bio, but is it just what's the at? It's literally at the good lies, all one word, all lowercase, and that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Nice and simple. Yeah. And you're on YouTube as well, aren't yes, you? Yes, so I YouTube, recommend. Yeah. I recommend Sally, just the word, just the name Sally. It's a tune. Um, also, right, on so, like Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, yeah, of all course. that stuff. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. So, you were in a band called ERV, and I remember actually coming to see you guys at Bass Studios <laughs> before you were EAV, you were, were you Atomic something? Uh, no, um, Audio Disease. <laughs> audio Disease. I couldn't remember earlier. I could not remember what it was called. I couldn't even find it on Facebook. Um, and I remember going, and then next thing you know, it's like, I look on Facebook and you're playing, well, you went on to support McBusted and The Vamps, which I'm not being funny. That's a great thing to put on your resume. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it and, and, Obviously, it's great that you know a friend of yours is is doing so well. But the fact that you can, being a musician, you can picture what that feels like to not only play to that many people, but to also go from playing. No offense to bass, bass is a nice place, but from playing bass studios to uh, the LG Arena, it's just like yeah. it's like from from. But like, I don't want to make you sad talking about these old times. Is it all right if we talk? No, about no, these go old for times? it. Like, I, I'm past the sad now. I can really appreciate them for what they were. Yeah, um, and I remember seeing your um, announce you announcing it, and I was like, "That is just," I was mind blown because for me, and I'm sure for you as well, McFly and Busted were two huge names from when we were young. Yeah, definitely. And so, <laughs> the first question I'll ask you is. Wait, what was what was the feeling like if you can sum it up of the first time you walked out onto an arena stage what was that like it's a, it's a, a funny uh story so um but the fly thing that busted like but bust, busted with a band that got me into guitar i saw them play um, on some tv show and i was like that's it that's what i want to do that looks so cool really busted, busted yeah Fair and that was man. 10 years before um this tour so like it's, it's all really weird. I'm like a massive believer in fate and things happen when they're supposed to. And it's 10 years from my first ever concert, watching Busted, then supporting the Busted in the year. It was, That's strange, yeah. man. That is it's strange. Yeah. Coincidence. Okay. But um, yeah, we yeah. got to uh, Glasgow was the first show. And that was the, I believe the 16th or 17th of April. Um, production. Of the, when it got 2014? Yeah, 2014. Yeah. 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 Um, Production hadn't gone as well as they'd hoped. There were loads of issues with sound and everything. And um, we, the only band was stood on stage, a band called Young Brando, had not played a single note because they couldn't get any of the mics to go to the desk and to the speakers. Uh, so sure. they stood on stage for about 20 minutes. And we were side stage going, well, shouldn't they be getting off because it's like our turn? Like, come on, lads. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then the promoter comes up to us and was like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen tonight. We need to get these guys off and actually sort the sound for uh, Busted to go on or this show is not going to happen. Oh, so uh, we had to go backstage. So we were really deflated. But that killed the nerves then. So the next night we went out right. and was like, okay, now I'm dying to get out on the stage having just had that yeah. moment. Um, right. I had no idea that happened on the first night. So like, oh, man. So... I bet you went from like 100 to zero, like in five minutes after being told Instantly, that. Instantly, yeah. It was just, it was, I felt like um, one of those inflatable tube guys when you pull the power. <laughs> drop straight to the just floor. Blew, yeah. 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 But so, so that was in Glasgow. What, what was the next uh, night then? It was two nights in Glasgow. Where was it? So that was Glasgow. Oh, was it yeah, two? So the second night in Glasgow, this time they got 
um, all the sound checks done and we actually had a sound check and to see the arena empty in the day when we could beat from the stage I was looking out and I was like there's no way this, this is sold out there's too many seats um, and and did it, it completely sell yeah, out? both nights were sold fuck. out fuck you know what though like it's a good job that you did two nights there because at least you did get to play at least one night at the, yeah it's the, it's the hydro yeah, isn't the it the SSE hydro yeah Oh uh, yeah, and like fuck. So that must. How many people does that hold? It's got to um, be like fifty. I think it's, yeah, I think it's closest to like twenty when they get depending on this the seat. What? Yeah. It could be crazy. Right. So, so yeah. So that feeling then, I, I cannot actually possibly imagine walking out to that many people. What was that actually like? Um, it's it's just incredible. It's kind of like an out of body experience that you, your adrenaline's pumping. I have a, a heart rate monitor. Well, a sports watch with heart rate monitor on. And I looked at it before yeah. we went on stage, and my heart's doing like 140, 150. I've got the, I've got my guitar on. I've got the guitar pick in my hands. My hands are sweating. I'm trying to hold on to the guitar. I pick. bet. And then the I lights bet. drop. Um, the techs shine the light on the uh, the stairs so you can run up. The crowd just screams, and then it's like silence. You you just take over, and you're like, oh my god, this is actually happening. And then run yeah. into the middle of the stage. Waiting for uh, Nikki to count us in and start playing uh, a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit, which always went off really well. That opening riff was just I, killer. I bet, I bet. And and that's quite a... I mean, going out onto, um, going onto a stage like that, like... I'm sure you'll agree. There's no feeling, no. is there? I've been on stage. There's no people who aren't musicians can't relate to this. But when you're a musician and you go on stage, no matter no matter whether it's to five people or whether it's to twenty thousand yeah. people, there's nothing like that feeling of being on stage and playing. I mean, obviously, you just said you you played Smells Like Teen Spirit, but you surely you played yeah, some yeah, originals. Yeah, that was, that was well, just the you? opening. The idea behind that one was to play a song that people would recognise and go, "Oh, what are they doing with that?" It was Smells Like Teen Spirit. Clever thinking. Mixed yeah. With Billy Jean. So we'd be playing the backing, uh, playing the rhythm for Smells Like Teen Spirit while Tom's singing Billy Jean. Okay. And um, was it, I'm, I'm hoping it was way better than, have you ever heard Take That's version of Smells Yeah, like it was way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I tell you what, Mark Owen does not look comfortable playing that bass and it's literally just four yeah. notes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the feeling of going out onto stage and like, I'm, I'm trying to picture now 20,000 people. So like, how long did you, get like what was your allotted uh, time 15 slot? minutes so you played four songs mm. that's still a long time though really when you're on yeah. stage although it goes too quick but realistically when you hear like if it was two songs that'd be like oh, that's shit but four songs is actually pretty good and like at that point when you were on was it like completely full? yeah the, the good the great thing about the mcfly and mcbusted fans is they love the, the performance they want to be there the whole time they want to see everything where you don't sometimes mm. get that with the rock band fans. They'll, they'll be at the bar no, going, yeah, no money to see the headliner. Like. Oh, mate, a lot. Like, I, I, my friend was telling me about this Iron Maiden uh, gig, I think he was at, and they were basically the Iron Maiden fans were booing the yeah. support act. Um, but, like, so you've played at both um, of the... So you've played the NIA and the NSC, yes, haven't you? two different tours. Yeah, so the NIA was with yeah, the Vance. Yeah, yeah, and the NEC was with McBusted. So have you got like a particular favourite from the... Let's go with the McBusted one. Have you got a particular favourite oh, night God. that you remember? They're, they're probably all they're, amazing. Yeah, they're right? all, all incredible. There's different different reasons for different ones. So uh, the first night, we, we played the um, NEC on the McBusted tour four times throughout the whole tour. Two, oh. two nights in a row, then it went round uh, the UK again because they originally did the tour from basically um, Glasgow to Bournemouth or Brighton all the way down. And then they yeah. added more dates because it was that popular and sold out that they started it all again. So oh, wow. Bloody four hell. Four nights at the, uh, at the NEC. The first night was really special because I had all my family there and they were in, in the sand. I remember you, I remember seeing that on Facebook. You put in a post and it was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's so, quite nice. So to actually. see like all family and like close friends like, that had seen us literally from base studios and we heard the rehearsal videos and everything to there is kind of like really emotional. And then, um, yeah, but playing... the hydro is a special place because that was like the first one. Um, of course, the and then probably the London O2 Arena 
that or or Manchester. Oh man, yeah, London and Torino just seen so many bands there. Like growing up, I don't think I've ever been. You know, yeah. I want to go, but I know it's I know it's one of those places that is just yeah, it's huge, absolutely it? massive. And uh, I was we got there early, and I was waiting outside, and we'd gone to Starbucks. Um, and yeah, it was just me and uh, my dad, who was the manager for us, and we were in Starbucks. Um, yeah. And there was these two um, girls in front of us that were obviously there to see but busted. And they kind of looked around and then they're looking at each other. And then they turn around and they're like, are you down for me, Avi? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, the so hell? And that was like, how many nights in? Only a few yeah, nights like in. five nights in. I'm like, what? Like... <laughs> I was going to say, what was it like doing meet and greet? Strange. It's strange. It's, it's, it's a wicked feeling, that, but it is strange kind of coming up to these the random people you've never met and they're like oh i love your music you're amazing i'm like that's awesome but i don't know who you are <laughs> yeah yeah and i bet i bet it's strange because like i feel like we're especially in the sort of realm of the vamps and that they're very much they've got their fan bases are yeah. loyal and i do remember you having a quite a loyal i don't i think there's still people who still like love e of e yeah, there's, surely? there's loads like every um couple of months we get uh, you know like the app time hop comes up and or we'll share yeah. so like you know five years since this or now seven years since the McBusted tour and um I can't believe and, that, uh, by the way. I don't even know where that time's gone. Uh, and yeah, these these loyal fans insane. the uh, E of E army as uh, they call call themselves mm. or we called them and mm. they, they always share everything, always check in. So that's really nice. Yeah. I bet, man. And you were called because before, obviously, EV is short for East yes. of Eden, right? But you couldn't, you couldn't keep that. No, because uh, it's from the James Dean film East of Eden, and um, we thought, oh, that'd be quite cool, and, and we like the, the title. But there's a band in the seventies that were called East of Eden, um, and as oh, we were starting okay. to get a name before the McBusted tour, they got in contact and were like, no, you need to stop using that name, or, or we're going to sue. And we're like, oh. okay, thanks. Okay, yep. <laughs> See ya, yep. Yeah, here it is. Um, and like, so like, what did you meet? Like, the guys in McBusted? And... Yes, I uh, met, met all of them uh, in the end. The first first day when we got there, um, we were in the dressing room doing our interview because as obviously we got that tour, we loads of people were interested in hearing our story. So we're having an interview mm. and uh, James Bourne and Harry Judge just walk into the dressing room to say hi. And we were all a bit like, what? Whoa, yeah, man, yeah, I did so the same. Half our... Charlie wasn't with it, was he? Charlie Simpson, no, he wasn't with point. him at this point. Uh, no, because he's he's quality. He's a brilliant yeah. musician. He is, but then I think all of them are. Yeah, to be no, fair. they're all incredibly like, talented um, like, musicians and songwriters, and it's just great to like mm. be kind of backstage. Like I said, but busted with my favourite <sighs> band growing up, and then McFly saw them both. So to then be side stage watching them. Oh man and stuff mate I can and how much how much alcohol did you consume <laughs> from these tours <laughs> we, we could you could be honest here you could a, be a honest lot, here a lot a lot I bet you're a JD yeah. fan aren't you so I bet you were fucking pissed well, most the nights. first couple of nights yeah um, because you, you come off I mean you know what it's like after you played a show and it was awesome and you're like oh my god this is amazing but like we, we've done shows where we've played like an hour or, or whatever um, at like Bay Studios or um, the Robin 2 or something in and then we've done 15 minutes. Your adrenaline is so high. You're like, well, where are we going? What are we doing? And literally, we'd, mm-hmm. we'd, we, we we definitely played that. We're on tour with McBusted Card quite a few times in uh, oh, other places. Uh, our uh, tour manager and manager has got really, really good at that. Just walking up to places and like, uh, we're currently on tour with McBusted. Flash the uh, the pass. And, like, the lads want to come in. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. We'll give them a booth. <laughs> oh, what the? You know what, mate? I yeah, do not so... blame you. I do not blame you. So you so you shots on shots every night. Uh, some nights, yeah, but a lot of beer. I, I think we went about I think it was about five or six nights in a row at one point for myself. Of like drinking and, and mm. stuff. And then I I did it wasn't like a hangover. I just woke up and I was like, you know what, I don't fancy that anymore. I don't wanna I don't want another beer. Yeah, it does get to that point. Yeah. Um <laughs> still had yeah, hair of the still dog. Had a, what uh, I, Double Jack and Coke before going on stage is like a pre-show ritual. But oh, of course you got to do that stuff, man. But like, do you? Did you ever play a gig like on that tour, especially where you were a bit tipsy? Because I've played gigs before when I'm so drunk, and I actually kind of prefer. Yeah, it no, no, I never did. I never played a 
show. I was always too too nervous. I think the other guys had a few. I can imagine it. It probably wouldn't work, uh, would it? I think the other guys had a few before yeah. they went on, but no, it's not not for me. I've done shows drunk now it, at that time. No. no, especially as the lead guitarist as well. You don't really want to yeah. hit those bum notes while you're smashed off your face and wake up the next day. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. And we had, um, we were playing. This is gonna sound horrible. But we were playing. We didn't have. Um, another guitarist so i was playing all the lead lines and we had the backing and stuff just the back guitars and mm -hmm. keyboard things on a, a laptop and sometimes mm. that would just go and you just be like halfway through the set to two songs in and then i get uh nikki the drummer looks across to me and he just gives me like the cut cut throat as if to say like yeah no it's dead it's gone so i'm like okay great so at the top uh... of my hat i've got to change everything i'm playing to play the chords on the mm. chorus rather than the lead lines, otherwise it's going to sound flat. So, and that takes it takes a lot, doesn't it, to to sort of do that in the moment and just yeah, adjust. We had it, when it was, um, I think it was um, it was in Birmingham actually. It was the third show, and literally we were about to go on stage, and um, the tech, our guitar tech, was like, "No, it's dead. You can't. You need to go on without it." So we played the whole the whole gig. <sighs> Me playing like all the backing and all the rhythm stuff, just soloing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what, as well, the funny thing is about that is to you and to a musician, that's a big deal. You're mm. like, oh, shit, like everything's going wrong. But like to people in the crowd, they don't yeah. have a Scoobies, do they? Unless they're a music, you know, person. But um, so, like, how many guitars, just out of curiosity, how many guitars did you take with um, you for the tour? I took four with me. For all Les no, Pauls. I, I wish. Um, I, I got a, you wish, yeah. My trusty Les Paul, um, like you saw at college, Les, uh, Gibson Les Paul, 1959 yeah. reissue. Uh, mm -hmm. Took an American telecast, telecaster, Fender telecaster, um, as another custom job. Um, Gibson mm -hmm. SJ200 acoustic guitar and... Uh, I took, uh, I don't have it anymore, but uh, Sinister Gates Schecter custom as well, just as a backup. I remember you yeah, having just that. Just a backup, just in case anything else happened. Mm. Yeah, and like, did you feel like, did you have like a yeah, guitar tech is. with you? Awesome guy. Oh man, that, you know what? Yeah. I, was that, that must have felt like, you must have felt a bit like royalty having a guitar tech man just passing you guitars. Yeah, that must be it, so it sick. Wicked. Like, it's, it's hard to describe because like, I'd always be the one, I always really careful looking after my gear, make sure I'm packing it down. And I'd come off stage and start packing mm. stuff down and he'd look at me like, what are you doing? That's like my job, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel guilty, don't you, in a way? You feel guilty, like, you know, you've got some skivvy doing all your stuff. But like, um, no, to be fair, it sounds like it was an amazing time. What was the, was the Vamps tour sort of like yeah. similar then? Like in terms of Starstruck and all this? Yeah, it's, it's really, so, really, um, it's a, a little bit more relaxed. I think we kind of knew more what we were doing. Um, the, the theatres, it was playing theatres and uh, the smaller arenas. So, yeah, it's got slightly smaller. We played um, like the Apollos and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's still still a great mm -hmm. tour, but without the McBusted. Oh, if you remember, the, the tour McBusted had this thing called the uh, OMFG zone. So they have a standing area with a massive I think stage. I do. We, couldn't get we weren't allowed on that walkway and um, so because that's right. busted walkways for their show not okay fair enough that headline so sometimes there was a massive divide yeah, yeah. if there weren't people in that omfg zone whereas the vamps it was literally theaters we were at the front of the stage and about two yards in front is fans so everything was a little bit more intimate oh so i bet nice. yeah and um yeah, I can I could imagine, man. And did you did you um have any favourite like shows from that? Was it just you and the Vamps oh, no, we, for that one though? Rather no, than we had three um the Vamps obviously with the headline. We went on first, followed by um, Nina Nesbitt and uh, Luke Friend. Oh, so they, yeah, they okay. Were doing, like, acoustic Nina, stuff, so. Yeah. So so you kind of split it. It was like rock, then like and acoustic, rocks. and then oh wait, did no, you play no, acoustic? Four, four bands, or did so. you do rock? Full band. Um, have you got a particular favourite EV song that you look back and think that's my most favourite one? We that I uh, or we wrote. I don't know if how much how much writing input did you uh, have loads. in the song? Um, I was going to say, 
you probably had most of it, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we, the first early songs that me and Tom wrote um, all together, so songs like Lust, Peace of You, and um, Kiss Me Like You Mean It, uh, Just Me and Tom. Um, and then mm-hmm. the album that came after, we it was, again, mostly me, me and Tom, and the other guys contributed as well, but we split everything. Um, so I definitely right. got writing inputs on all the songs, um, even if it's just like a chorus mm. or the verses or something, there's, there's always something there that I go, yeah, that's the bit I wrote or that's the line, the lyrics mm. that I put in. Um, yeah. Did you just have constant ideas like coming to your head? Cause it's your, it's literally your kind of music and it really, that kind of classic sort of hard yeah, rock. It's, it's weird. Like I'd, out of the songs of the album would probably, I think there's, I remember now 11 songs in the album. There's probably about 20 odd, that we actually wrote that didn't that didn't come. Oh really? The album. For the and album. That after, after as soon as the album was recorded and finished, we, I was back writing again, thinking, okay, well, what's next? Um, where yeah. are we going to go next? And there's yeah. songs that at the time I've, I've since looked back and um, started doing some stuff with myself that weren't that wouldn't fit that EV thing at the time that I was writing right. on the McMusty tour and the Vamps tour that didn't make the cut now yeah. that maybe I can do something with them we'll, we'll see yeah. yeah and like what was it what was it like seeing the album in that was bizarre really? that was really really bizarre I, yeah. I could imagine and like having your own little name <laughs> yeah. for your name just saying E of E man I bet when, that was yeah, like so cool out, I uh, went in and took a photo of it I'm gutted I didn't actually buy it just to have the receipt that I brought my own album <laughs> I was going to say don't most people do that isn't that like that you have to do I know that? I should, I should have done but the, the reason I didn't <laughs> There was only one copy in there. So if I brought it... Oh, okay. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. Exactly. You want someone else to get it at least. Um, So, yeah, any particular favourite songs that you did looking Um, back? Because I like Stars in Hollywood. That's a good... That's a banger. Stars in Hollywood is definitely up there. Um, I I like... It's for different different reasons, uh, the different songs. So, like, Kiss Me Like You Mean, it always reminds me of the tour. Because it was the we right. did the tour video for it, so every time I hear that song, I think back to the whole McBusted tour. Um, um, a piece of it was yeah. a single that came out after, and that has a special place on mm. both tours because every time we play that, the first night we didn't even say anything to the crowd. We started playing it; and it was slow, and everyone got their mobile phone lights out and just lit up the whole arena, and it was just it was like looking like a oh, really? sky. It was just incredible. I could imagine, like, was it was it really loud? Obviously, it's a, probably a really obvious question, but like having that many people, was it such? Was it really loud, or was it not that loud on stage? For no, you? it was like loud. We had to, um, in ears in, like in ear monitors, and you could hear the screaming through that. Yeah. So some, you see, sometimes oh, we were like yeah. turning up and turning down, but you turn up too much, you can only hear your instruments and stuff, and it takes you out the room. Uh, so you, you don't get that right that vibe. So I'd always try and turn it down so I could hear everything I needed to and the crowd. So in between songs, the crowd would take over being really loud. Um, oh, okay. Got you. So you kind of have to really be in the moment, yeah. don't you, I guess, and focus because it's so loud. Um, so like, yeah. So obviously you guys split. Was that just like a mutual? Yeah, thing? we, um, to be honest, we, we did the, the tour, and the McBusted tour, the Bounce tour, they were 2014, 2015. Um, start of 2015 we toured with Glamour of the Kill which are a metal band um, Yorkshire mm-hmm. so that was mm-hmm. a completely different tour I've heard of them um, a lot a lot of drinking on that tour mm-hmm. uh, as you can imagine there, <laughs> yeah there was uh, be the... <laughs> three bands sharing the tour bus so you can imagine how we all Bloody took hell. two crates yeah. of beer each and we drove drove from um, right. York to uh, Aberdeen and by the time we just got into Scotland, yeah. so we've been travelling, what, three, four hours, um, all the crates were gone. We've gone through, like, seven crates of beer. We had to stop <laughs> to get more beer. Oh, yeah. mate, that's so motley so, crew of you. It was messy for us. <laughs> Everyone was hanging in the morning, but luckily yeah. we weren't playing that first show, so we just helped out. It was like roadies and, uh... and were dying, and everyone else was... But So did you instantly get on with them? Like, Was it like... You know, as yeah, soon as you met them, I think that was really good. It just broke the ice. Everyone was just drinking and having a laugh and getting to know each other, and they were giving us some 
Yeah, so I'll go hold us a bit of stick about yeah. who supported the Vamps, did you? Now you're trying to be a rock band, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I see. Banter. I can imagine, but you know what? Banter. Yeah, and you yeah, also yeah, played yeah, Download, yeah. didn't you? That would have been so sick, man. Like, um, so speaking of Download, what's your? Are you gutted about? Were you going to yes, go this so year? I was going to go. I Just went gone. in 2019 and then didn't go 2020. So I was like, yep, yeah, going. Uh, went 2019 and I was loved it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go 2020. Um, and then when it came, right. and got cancelled. I was like, yeah. Have they kept the I same no headliners? About it since. Because, well, because I looked. Oh, hang on, here we go. I've got it here. It's it's got Kiss. Biffy, yeah, yeah. who I, you know, I love, and System of a Down headliners. Was that meant to be last year's no as well? Idea. Do you remember? I, mate, there's so much happening. Like, no. I've had a kid since then, so days and months have just gone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember any of the <laughs> things anymore. No, I, I do. Um, I have to have write everything down. There's just lack of sleep. Yeah. Oh, I bet, mate. But like, have have you been? Uh, who you been listening to lately? Then, oh, as of late. Uh, I'm just going to get my uh, iTunes out and have a quick look. Yeah. So... Check your iTunes because it's always good to see like how people obviously progress. Like, because obviously it's been years since I've since I've seen you, so um, I'm sure you've discovered loads of n- new yeah, people so since then. Um, I've got really into um, the the American band called Slaves. Um, so that was with. Um, yep. I know them. Is it uh, just no, the two of them? A, the UK band is just the two of them. So there's two bands called Slaves. One's the UK one, which is a punk uh, duo. Um, and then the other one is a, a, like a five-piece right. American band. And they do like... And why don't they get I don't, I don't understand. But I, don't get that. I know that the American band, are going to change their name. It was it, After all the uh, Black Lives Matter things came out, they were like, no, we're going to change our name. But Oh, okay. So... They were really ideas quiet after that, so they've not released anything yet. I got really into them. They're they're great. Um, a uh, guy called yep. Don Veda, Don Veda. Yeah, so Don Veda. Yeah. You know what that that name rings a bell. Is he an old? No, no, no he's not country. He's uh, like rock. Um, so quite. Yeah. Don Veda. He's been Sounds in other bands and things as well, like early. Um, I guess you call them scene bands, like. Um, oh, does he do like a lot of yeah, like, yeah, guitar no, videos? Well, I think there's someone else. He does. And there we go. I've got country it. stuff. Okay, um, cool. Kane Brown, another one. Uh, Mackenzie Porter, Kelsey Ballerini. Um, all these random stuff. Yes. Loads of names I don't know. I'm gonna have to check them out, man. I always like to take recommendations, especially you know if you've got similar sort of you yeah. know, music, especially with country and stuff, because there's so many country artists out there in there, mate. There's like thousands of country really artists. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, Josh Turner's one of my faves, and uh, I do like some of the. There's a group. Uh, they're a, like from the 80s country group called uh, mm. Shenandoah, and they do some. Uh, when you send me your uh, Beach Boys stuff, I'll send you. Um, some Shenandoah songs. It's a weird <laughs> name. I don't like saying it, but um, yeah, I said you some of their stuff. Um, is before we sort of wrap it up, then. So, is there any like recommendations or any not recommendations, any advice you'd give to like, let's say, because obviously you're still doing the good lies right now yeah. alongside your teaching, aren't you? Um, any recommend any um, suggestions for people who are like starting up in a band or in a group? Like what to? Yeah, um, any advice really? Yeah, so one thing I'd always always try and be like humble. Um, there's nothing more, nothing worse than people like getting uh, a bit of an ego after um, getting a bit of success. I mean, I, I always yeah. try to keep that. But the biggest um, kicking it, well, not kicking teeth, but the like, I only think like. I thought the McBuster tour was going to break us and that was going to be it, and it didn't. So then I was like, okay, well, what's the next thing? So right. um, the, my advice would definitely be like, be humble uh, and always work harder than everyone else. There's always something you can do um, that's going to be make you stand out, make you better than someone else. You, or don't have the idea that, you could, that you're better than anyone else. Be humble, but you need to work harder than everyone else because everyone wants that bit of luck. Yeah. Everyone wants to be 
the superstar. I like that, yeah. If they're doing, if, if a band that you know are doing really well, then support them and be part of that with them. Um, but know that the harder you work, the more you're going to get back from it. It does take a lot of luck, but you've got to, you I like if that. you're working hard, you're in the right places and people will notice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like going back to when you said about because I remember when I was in Fulshaw, we supported Lawson, who are like no, nowhere near yeah. as big as McBrusty, but they're, they're a big pop name. And we supported them at the O2 Academy too. And it was packed, like I'd say, 400, 500 people. And I remember thinking yeah. afterwards, like, this is it now. And then the, the funny thing was, was I was walking outside with my guitar case. I didn't have a, <laughs> I didn't have a guitar tech, but I was with my guitar case. And I was getting the train back to Warsaw and I thought, it's mad how things just happen in it, man. Like you go from playing to all these people feeling like a rock star. And then, yeah. so it is good to be humble, isn't it? Because if you prepare yourself for anything, you'll be okay. Whereas if you immediately go to the top and you're like, yep, that's it. Yeah. You're just going to, it's going to hit harder. Isn't Definitely. It? And like I said, that's, that's um, why you've got to work hard. If you think that that's going to be it and you go, well, I've done this amazing thing. I'm just going to wait and see what happens now. Nothing's going to happen. You're going to go out and fight it. No. Because, yeah. Keep working. Keep working. Are you still? Are you doing any um, producing? I haven't been recently, but I do want to get back into it. I'm looking at um, setting up um, some should, man. sort of studio or record company to work with new artists and get some music out there and impart some of this advice. The one thing I've learned with the teaching is, um, although we still have to teach certain things, that kids really respond when there's something that they've got no, they've got no. Um, connection with it so i've got a group of um like gcse students and every time we, we talk yep. and i ask them okay we have like free time after we've done the tasks like, what do you want to know and they straight away want to know about the industry they want to know about recording and things like that so i feel like there's mm -hmm. a whole group of yep. people that would that even my limited knowledge can help just give people a steer in the right direction if that's what they're looking for. Yeah, and just to hear the, just to hear the stories and and um, someone who's actually been through, because them them tours were not, they weren't short tours, were they? Really, you know, like you say, you went through yeah, the UK twice with McBusted, and and even it's exhausting, weeks, really. Seven like weeks on the road, if you think was, about it. Yeah, it felt like the world's now. longest holiday, and I got back and crashed and i just crashed like nothing felt really didn't feel right like to be just sat in the house so so we started writing and working again yeah i don't blame you and that's what we have to do as musicians like i, I kind of urge people enough i mean i i haven't written an original song in years now probably well over nearly two years and i kind of wish i did but yeah. there are i've got other things going on and i've obviously started starting things up so i feel like people need to not be disheartened by this covid stuff and keep like you say i really like that work yeah. work harder than everyone else um because it's so easy to just go there they've got all this success i haven't i might as well oh, just yeah, stop definitely. don't you think like, I, I, and after that's so, the band i felt like really deflated like that we broke up in uh december 2015 so after all that success and everything and mm. I, again we, we, I don't know how close we were to actually breaking it but we released the album two months later we broke up uh, and then I went back to uni in the September 2016 and it was probably one of the best decisions I've done because I actually started then realised well okay well now I can learn all these new things that I've got time for and and through that I, uh, I met my uh, fiance as well and now so you know you've got to take the chance well, there you the go. funny story is with, with that um, the first, we actually met well, saw each other if you can call it that years before she yeah. came to the first um, <laughs> NEC show on the McBusted tour so yeah so she saw me on stage no way. who I was before um, uni yeah what so she, she, she did like when you went to uni did she like recognize you did she say like i know you from somewhere no, or did she actually just I, know who we you did, were straight we did the intro of like oh what have you done before who are you so i was like i'm dan done this i was in this band and supporting but busted she apparently messaged her friend after i was like you'll never guess who's in my my music course with me yeah so and then no way 
<laughs> yeah. Like a celebrity man. Nah, that that would have been that would have been what it felt like for her though, because you know, you gained a lot of people. You gained a lot of um, a lot of hardcore fans from EV, and I remember seeing it. And I hope that you get the same. I mean, the good lie is like, like I say, I listen. I actually I listen to you guys. Like, um, I think it's. I think it'd be great if you got the yeah, same reception for the good lies, wasn't it? You know, especially in America. Have you had? Any, have you got any American like? Um... Probably I'm sure I see you the have. stats on like Spotify and um, Apple Music, checking like how it, how well releases are done. There is um, a few players in like America and stuff, and people listening over there. So I think it's I we need to like you say get yeah. this COVID thing out of the way, and we can actually start touring and meeting people and playing in front of people. Mm. And that's how it's going to get round. Mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and you definitely will be when yeah. I mean, I can't see. I think people, once this is over, people are just going to be like, right, that's it. I'm booking 20 gigs in the next few months and um, we'll be out there again. Um, I'm, I'm I think people are going to appreciate it. it a lot more. Um, oh, I hope so. I really do. Because it, it, it's it's our livelihoods, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, and it's just something to do as well. Yeah, like, rather than going better. for a walk. I'm bloody bored of going for a walk. No, I bet you don't even get the time to do that. Do you, mate? To go out. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, not anymore. No, no. But um, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been great hearing from you. Um, I'm sure. Um, I'm going to continue this, yeah, this podcast. So I'm sure I'll have you on again at some point. We can discuss. We can discuss music stuff. Um, maybe albums that we like and go into depth about. Because I like to just go off on a tangent sometimes and just talk about the history of bands and favorite albums and stuff but um yeah i, I yeah, will be definitely great. be having you on again and i'm hoping that i'm hoping that if people listen to this they can they can just enjoy the stories and hear about you know that you can literally get these huge opportunities you can go from yeah it's nothing to something chance. can't you and get yeah. loads of life experience there's, no, there's nothing more yeah. special about yeah. the eav than there was about um, some of the other bands that were around at the time it's just we were the ones that were got got the lucky break and managed to do something incredible and always going to be proud of that so yeah mm. yeah I'll definitely mate like I say putting, putting that on your CV is just like yeah. yep supporting McBusted no big deal uh, and the vamps as well um, but yeah I will, <laughs> yeah I will let you go and be a dad so um, it's, it's been great speaking to you I will send across that that band that I mentioned, and you make sure you send me yes, that send Beach Boy stuff because I need to hear this. Yeah, uh, good. <laughs> Cheers, yeah, mate. Right, thanks for having me on. I'll catch you later, mate. Yeah. Nice to.